name is Lynn Wilson and welcome to Hope for Today. I am so glad you were here today. I don't know what it's like in your area. We have a dreary, rainy day and it's not cold out, but you know, you just feel yucky and you might feel achy on this day just because it's raining and it gives you the blahs and you just don't really feel inspired. And, um, you know, sometimes we're just like that in life. We don't even need a rainy day. We've been through a if you want to say a rainy season through life and you might be sort of stuck in a rut and you're kind of stuck in this rainstorm and you got to get out of it. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking through some Bible verses and things that the Lord has spoken to me about this year. And one of the verses is in Colossians 3.23. And let me read the verse to you. Again, Colossians 3.23. So Colossians for those of you that aren't familiar with the Bible, is in the New Testament. We're going to be in chapter 3 in verse 23. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with your whole heart as working for the Lord, not for human matters. With your whole heart. I was saying to my husband and I said, how do we give people hope for the future? How do we let them know there's hope for the future? How do we know that there's hope for the future? And how does doing things with your whole heart emphasize there is hope for the future? You know, this podcast name is called Hope for Today. We not only need hope for today, but we need hope for tomorrow and for the future. So many people are hopeless. You know, we're going into the holiday season. And it's, I love the holiday season. You know, you have the great divide with Christmas. <clears throat> you have people like me who would start celebrating July 1st. And would want to put up the lights in the tree and I get all excited. And you have some people that maybe aren't July 1st, but you know, December 1st. Oh yeah, let's get the tree up and the lights and it's exciting times. And whether you say Christmas or the holiday season through Thanksgiving and all the rest into it. It's just that season of joy and hope and uh, something special. And then you have the other side of it. You got the Grinches. You know, and there's enough Christmas stories about the Christmas ghost and the Grinches and all the rest, that bah humbug, and there's no hope in this season and there's no joy in this season. And, you know, as believers, we know this holiday season isn't about the tinsel and the lights and the treats. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and his birth. And we know that. We should know that. That's number one priority. We enjoy the rest of it, the lights, the treats, and the tinsel, and the trees, and all the ornaments, and all of that. It's just part of it. That's the human side of it. And I don't think the Lord sees anything wrong with us enjoying what a season can bring. But we need to put him first in everything we do. And enjoying the holiday season, we need to remember that the Lord did it with his whole heart. You know, the Lord back during creation, prior to creation, you know, I'm speaking at it from a human standpoint. I can't even fathom the level of the Lord's all-knowing, if you want to say it that way. <clears throat> when the Lord created the heavens and the earth, when he created man, he said it is good. And it was good. But we took it and turned it into something sinful and evil and bad and downright yucky. You know, if I was the Lord, I, all-knowing, knew when I created this man and this woman, Adam and Eve, and looking ahead 
because the Lord is already before us. He knows that we would curse his name and we would deny him and we would go against what he tells us in the Bible and we would spit at him and we would do all these bad things. If I was the Lord knowing that this would happen, I never would have created man. So why did the Lord create us? He wanted the company. He already loved us with his whole heart before we were even created. In spite of the fact he knew what we would do, he loved us in spite of that. But he also knew that at some point, because of sin, we could not spend eternity with him. And he was gonna have to make a way for the future Christians, for the future people, to be able to have the choice to become a Christian. So he did it with his whole heart and he gave his only son on the cross to die. And that's where the Christmas story starts. This baby was born to live a life of ministry, of example. He lived a life, the Lord lived a life to be able to mentor and to teach other men how to carry out his work. The Lord put his whole heart into what he taught these men. When the Lord served in ministry, if you look back in the New Testament at his life, everything he did with his, was with his whole heart. When God had to give up his only begotten son, he gave his whole heart, he gave his only son. I have two sons, I have three kids, one daughter and I have two sons. I love those kids with my whole heart. <clears throat> if any one of my kids right now said, mom, I need something, just like that, I'd be there for them. I would give my kids my whole heart. They are my, my heart. But I don't think I could give my kids up to die for the sake of someone else. There's the difference between me and the Lord. We do things, but in limitations. The Lord had no limitations. He knew what needed to be done, and he did it. And that brings us back to this holiday season and doing things with your whole heart. We have a lot of friends right now going through some pretty trying times, whether it be cancer or depression or hospital visits or just stuff, finances. And every time you turn around, there's someone else that's in need. And there's times I've said to my husband, how do you like, how do you fix it all? How do you take care of everybody? And my husband is, um, I'm gonna kind of paraphrase how he says it. My husband is a wealth of wisdom. And he always says, basically, you do it one person at a time. And he'll tell me, you know what, Lynn? We have 10 people we know are in need. Let's pray about it. And he'll say, first of all, we have to give the Lord back our whole heart and say, Lord, I, I, I see these people are in need. What do I need to do? Turn around and give the Lord your heart. And Lord, I really want to serve. You know, let's go back to our Bible verse real quick. And I want to read it correctly. So... Um, I'm not paraphrasing this in my own words. I want to read what it says. Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with your whole heart as working for the Lord and not for human matters. Whatever you do. So first of all, whatever we do, we can't dive in because I have found myself. Oh, yeah, I'll help this one and I'll help this one on this. And then, whoa, time out. I'm exhausted from helping people. And then I become cranky and <clears throat> I'm no good to be serving anybody. But when I do it with my whole heart and I turn my heart back to the Lord, Lord, I really want to serve. Lord, there's 10 people we know are in need. What do you want me to do? And you seek wisdom from the Lord. He'll come back and tell you, okay, this person you need to make a meal for. This person needs money. 
and this person needs a phone call. But Lord, that's only three people. There's 10 that I know of. He's told me three. Why is that? I'm giving him my whole heart. I, I want to do this. He knows I'm a human being. <clears throat> I cannot do it all. And also, those other seven people might not be my purpose. You know, the Lord has a purpose for each and every one of us. And I have to go after what he wants me to do and be in his will and serve who he wants me to serve with my whole heart. But I shouldn't be doing the things he hasn't called me to do. So what does it mean? Okay, so this one needs finances. This one needs a phone call. And this one needs a meal. So, um, you know, I know they need money, but, you know, how about I just give them like $10? That, that's good enough. Is that doing it with my whole heart? The Lord wants us to be generous. The Lord has been generous to us. Now, everybody's generosity is different. My $10 might be $1,000 to you. It might be $10,000 to you. But you know between you and the Lord if that $10 is a generous portion of your money or if you're being kind of stingy and doing it half-heartedly. The same thing with a meal. You know somebody, the Lord's laid it on your heart to provide a meal. And you go, well, I think I have a bag of peas in the freezer and um, that, that they can just throw something to go with it. If someone showed up on your doorstep and you needed a meal and you they handed you a bag of peas, uh, how about give them a bag of peas and give them some chicken and give them some bread and maybe a gallon of iced tea and maybe a dessert and put together a bag of groceries. You know, if you know that person can't get to the store, don't give them a gift card. Give them a bag of food. What about if the person needs a phone call and you think, ah, I, you know what? I got a sore throat today or I got a headache or, you know, I'm not really good on the phone. And I can understand I am not a phone person. But if God is laying it on your heart to do this, you need to do it. You know what? I'll send a text or I'll put a message on Facebook. Is that what God told you to do? Are you doing that with your whole heart? You know, I love coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. And if I go somewhere, you know, in a restaurant or I'm at a friend's house or even my husband, he'll pour me a cup of coffee and I'll say, well, uh, what are you doing there? Fill that cup up. Give me, I want a whole cup. I want a half a cup of coffee. What good is that? You know, or someone cuts you a piece of cake and they're, they're busy talking and they cut it and um, that's kind of stingy. He gave me half a piece of cake. I want the whole thing. We want the best. We want the whole thing. We want the whole kit and caboodle. That's just like what the Lord said. Do it with your whole heart. You know, if we're serving the Lord. We're not serving people. We're serving people in the sense that we're doing for them. But really what we're doing is we're saying to the Lord, you laid it on my heart to bring that person a meal. I'm going to do it as if I was serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Would I give him a bag of peas? I don't think so. Maybe you would. Maybe you wouldn't think anything of it. But the fact that he's my Lord and Savior and he died on the cross for me, for me, he took my name to the cross, for me to give him a bag of peas when he is starving and needing food, can I at least give him a bag of groceries? If he's in need and I give him $10 or 2 $3 because, well, that's good enough. That is not good enough. The Bible says do it with your whole heart. How many times have you been in a situation and 
you kind of looked over at your friend and they said, yeah, they did it half-heartedly. You know what that means. You've probably been on the receiving end of people doing it half-heartedly. The Lord tells us, do it with your whole heart. You know, everything we have, whether it's your money, it's your furniture, it's the coats in the coat closet, it's the food in the freezer, whatever you have is really his. None of it's ours. So if your freezer is full and you go, you know what? We got more than really we need. Why don't you pray about it and say, Lord, I have a freezer full of food. Is there anyone that you know that needs food? Trust me, if there's a need and you're going after it with your whole heart, the Lord will send a thought your way. Lord, I have five coats in my coat closet. I really only need one or two, and, and these are almost brand new. Lord, is there someone that needs a coat? You know, usually when you start to feel that pull or that tug on your heart, there's already a need, and that's the Lord kind of prompting you to say, hey, Lynn, come on, give me, a, you know, he's nudging me. You need to, you need, you and I need to have a conversation here. I think the longer I'm a Christian and the more I pray and the more I talk to the Lord, even days when I, I have forgotten to talk to him, I'm sure you can say the same thing. You still can sense him saying, <clears throat> I'm over here, <clears throat> I'm over here, you know, talk to me. And all of a sudden you look at something you have and I'm thinking, I, I've been blessed with so much of this. Who can I give it to? And we've prayed about it. And, um, you know, sometimes, honestly, the Lord has blessed you just because he wants to bless you. He wants to give you. You're his child. He wants to bless you just like we would with our own kids. And Christmas comes and you want to give them everything. The Lord wants to give us things just to bless us, to encourage our hearts, to let us know he loves us. And sometimes those nice things you have are just because he's blessing you. But we should always have the attitude of, you know what, Lord? I am so thankful and I'm so grateful with my entire heart for everything you've given me. But don't ever let me take it for granted. And if someone else is in need, let me have the heart to want to give back to you and serve your people. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you this holiday season. It is a great time to show people that there is a difference in you and me. As a believer, we should be showing a different light. There's a phrase that I've heard many times that the light attracts the gnats. And I use that phrase many times in ministry. And the light, if you have a light in your front porch, and the gnats and the bugs come flying around. They're attracted to that. Well, there's a lot of gnats in this world that need to be transformed to something beautiful. And that's only through the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were the light, you're attracting the gnats. And by doing things with your whole heart, people are going to turn to you and wonder, what in the world are you doing? Why are you so generous with your food? Why are you generous with your money? Why are you generous with your stuff? Why are you generous with your time? Why are you generous with? And you can fill in the blank. Maybe you haven't been generous all year. We're at a crossroads. We're ending one year. We're beginning a new year. Yeah, this year has not been the best. We can write this year off to a wacky, weird year. But with that being said, the Lord was still in it. He's still gone before us. The Bible hasn't changed. And what his word tells us to do isn't 
because we're in 2020, we don't need to do this. No, it doesn't say that. Do it with your whole heart. So I'm gonna challenge you this holiday season, make a difference, invest in someone's life. Go before the Lord and say to the Lord, Lord, change my heart. I wanna do things with my whole heart. I wanna claim Colossians 3.23 and do things with my whole heart. Leave me a comment below and let me know how the Lord is just challenging your heart. Go out and make a difference. Be the one to be different. Be the one to show the light. Be the one to tell people there is hope for the future. Thanks for coming by today and we'll catch you next week on the next podcast.